Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, welcome to the Dogcast, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Tim Edwards. Uh, great to be back on the show. And uh, joining me, of course, is Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. Sean, um, what a big week it's been, and, and great to be part of the show again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a wonderful week of racing in South Australia and uh, we did the show last week with Yatesy in isolation and Tim, unfortunately, we're doing the show with you in isolation as well. Yeah, it's, yeah I'll tell you, this this COVID uh, <laughs> circle just keeps going around, doesn't it, Sean? And uh, yes, uh, unfortunately, that is the way it works. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get down to Mount Gambier mm. to call the cup on the weekend because that would have been a, a fantastic day for the club. We'll touch on that a little bit later on, but we roll with the times and, and that's what we're doing right now. Let's have a look at what's coming up in the dog car, Sean. We've got uh, the preview of the big Easter Cup final. We had the heats there last Thursday night. We've also got the Easter Match Race Series, uh, which is the um, the head-to-head racing, I guess you could say, on Thursday night. We'll also have a look at the Mount Gambia Cup last Sunday. It was a fantastic race, as we mentioned. And Tim Richards is going to be our guest today on the dog cast. Of course, he's got his all-purpose engaged in the match race series on thursday night so it's going to be a big show sean it's all coming up on today's edition the week in review yes the week in review is brought to us by fresh pet food co proud suppliers of fresh pet food for our gap sa greyhounds in the gap prison programs they're based right here in south australia you can visit their website at freshpetfoodcoco.com.au for more information. Sean, well, let's turn our attention back to Sunday. It was a fantastic day. Um, you were able to get to Mount Gambia for the heats. You weren't down there for the cup, but by all reports, uh, it was a fantastic day and a, and a good crowd. Oh, yeah, most definitely, Tim. I, uh, the management team and our board were down there um, supporting the club and their Group 3 feature event. But, yeah, the turnout um, was good by the reports that I got back and you could see it on the TV Tim as with all the racing that was uh, occurring you could see the the spectators hard up on the fence and they went you know three and four deep particularly for the big race the cup race race eight um, but a really good environment down there anyone who's been to Mount Gambia down the southeast it's a really nice wide open space they got a nice big facility there for people to to get a drink and something to eat and so I'm sure the crowd had a wonderful time on the day on Sunday. Yeah, it certainly is one of those tracks where you feel you're, you're right on the track with them. You can sort of uh, get out there on the grass and uh, the, the dogs walk past you. And uh, even when you're calling races there, Sean, it's, um, you're so close to the action. Look, there's been some times down there you can actually call the race uh, without binoculars because you're, you're that close to the actual event. And um, it sort of gets you in right, in, right into the thick of things and uh, gets you excited to be there. And, and no doubt they would have had a fantastic uh, turnout the weather was uh, was okay. Um, I think it was a bit cloudy early on, but yeah. I think it's fined up for the uh, for the afternoon. And as you said, Departure Gate was able to win the final uh, for Jason Newman. So um, this dog, Departure Gate, Sean, we said on our preview um, on the uh, GRSA uh, Twitter and Facebook sites that he's a chance of leading. And if he led, he would be very hard to run down. I went back and watched the, the replays of the heats and, and he has been jumping better than most. And, the fact that he got away, he was able to cut down to the rail and look down the back straight, he was going strongly. As they turned for home, I had my doubts whether he could he could hold off the likes of Webleck Ranger and keep it black, but he just kept yep. digging and oh, it was an exciting finish and, and Jason Newman, no doubt, would have been very, very excited. Oh, wonderful. A, 
a hometown victory, I suppose. It was only the three locals in, in the race, and we know Angela had four of the runners from across the border. But as you mentioned, Tim, um, once he was able to get to the front, it was always going to be hard to beat. He got out to ridiculous odds, got out to around $18, mm. I think he started. And, I mean, he went 29-5 um, in winning his heat. He's an open grade, grade one at the track, and... Um, we did talk on the show last week with Yatesy that, you know, they're such an even bunch and um, their first splits are all very much the same. So he got the advantage at the start and, and won the race. But And as you mentioned, though, he was heavily challenged uh, off the back straight and he looked like he was in a bit of uh, trouble. But he kept fighting on and, and that's what the dog does. And he went 29-42 and they did have every chance to beat him, but he kept finding. And, yeah, Group 3 victory for Jason. I'm sure that's his biggest win um, mm. of his career, but he's had a wonderful run, Jason Newman, over the last six to 12 months. His dogs have been going wonderfully well, and, and really this is icing on the cake for uh, hopefully what's a, a long future in the industry. Yeah, exactly, and Webleck Ranger, who ran second, of course, won the Murray Bridge Cup going back a month ago, so he's um, he's a dog that obviously is just very consistent, doesn't mind an outside box, and he was narrowly defeated, and Keep It Black uh, was able to get home into third, so it was, a, it was a terrific race, and um, obviously all attention was uh, headed towards Mount Gambia. So that was Sunday's big race. Just, and, just, and, and well done to young Lachlan Stace too, uh, Sean, who, who called his first cup race, I guess you could say, and, and did it very, very well, uh, stepping up uh, to, to fill the plate on the weekend. Oh, listen, most definitely. Lockie, um, he's taken over the role from Ray Fewings as MCing at Angle Park on every Thursday. So you hear him when you're on course every Thursday. And his race calling has come on leaps and bounds. And he does an awful lot of work for us also through social media for the Greyhounds. Um, and, yeah, it was a great call as well. He gets himself um, got himself up for the big race, and which, which is uh, normally always the case. But his calls... Uh, a wonderful and and that feature race, as I said, it was a such a tight finish and the and the call aligned with the finish. So great work by, by Lockie. I I did want to touch on Tim though as well. Just uh, there was a couple of track records on the day. Um, so the track mm-hmm. down the mount has been um, performing wonderfully well. And Amani Bale from Victoria for Daniel Gibbons came over over the seven hundred. Went 43.10 and broke Nelly Noodles' track record from quite a number of years ago. Um, and Nelly Noodles was a Group 1 winner. So Amani Bale, definitely one dog to, to follow in the future in breaking that track record. And then the following race, Giants Flash, he already holds the 500-metre track record at Mount Gambia. He then took out the 600-metre track record running 34.69 for Tracy Price. So again... Giants Flash is a dog uh, to really watch out for. Hopefully, we might see him venture towards Angle Park in the coming weeks. He's been going wonderfully well. Yeah, they were some good runs, weren't they, on the weekend? Um, on Sunday night, uh, Sean, Broken Hill. We don't often talk about Broken Hill, but a lot of our trainers often sneak up there, including the Trengove uh, trio, of course. And um, She's a hot shot, was able to win the $10,000 final up there on Sunday night. Yeah, absolutely, for Troy Murray. Uh, uh, it was their, well, last week was their first TAB meeting ever and had heats. Yeah. We, we had a lot of SA participants go up there and support the club, which was terrific for the Broken Hill Club and, and good that our SA participants got across the border. It was wonderful on Sunday night that SA took out the big one with Troy Murray with She's a Hot Shot. Um, just defeated Teddy the Bear, which ran a terrific race for the Trengoves um, and uh, came and went, came in fourth. So... 
really dominant display there by the locals at Broken Hill. And um, good on Broken Hill, their first TAB mm. meeting. 10,000 of the winner, so the money was definitely there. And uh, good on the SA guys for taking some of the interstate money. We love it when we do that. Yeah, it was great to see Broken Hill uh, on Sky Channel there, uh, watching the, the races on Sunday night. Uh, hopefully they get a few more meetings uh, through the, the year as well. Um, last Thursday night, Sean, we had the heats of the Easter Cup. Now we're going to have the final of that this Thursday night. So let's check out the heats. Mally Magic, well, he's come back in great order. He was able to win 34-25. He ran in that first heat, defeating Webleck Mist. And, and good to see Lashes Vanelli close off again. She's yep. probably not at 100% peak fitness right now, but she's getting closer um, and uh, what did you make of that particular heat, Sean? Yeah, listen, I think Mally Magic just franked the form when he returned to racing the week before over the 5.30. He was brilliant the week before, first up, then he second up over the 5.95 in the heats. Got the job done. He's a derby winner. He's a very strong dog. I think this preparation, he's in for a, um, a lot of wins, I think, uh, for the Rasmussens. Um, it was a strong heat. There was only four dogs in it, and but mm. it was very strong. And as you mentioned, Weblet Miss and Lashes Minnelli, um the distance championship is probably uh, the target for that greyhound in the coming weeks. Uh, but as you mentioned, closed off really well over the 5.95. Yeah, I think Tim would be pretty happy with what he's seen of her the last two starts. Uh, she's been closing off, and, you know, she's a chance there on Thursday night. That was heat number one. Heat number two, Webleg Star was able to get the job done from uh, Dakota Roxy, Sabon Panther. And Victor Reeb was probably the unlucky dog in that race. He, he copped a lot of interference and uh, he was well back that night too, Sean, but he let the punters down. Yeah, I just think with Victor Reid, he's he if he just misses it slightly from an inside draw, he's in a bit of trouble because he does like to lose a, use a bit of the track. So inside mm. draws, unless he begins well, are probably not his go. Um um, and he's unfortunately got, for, for the connection, is box one. But if he begins, we know he's got a lot of ability. Mm. But in the heat, he found plenty of trouble. Uh, Webleck staff and Neville Leckall coming back from the 700 metres to the 595 had that strength uh, about her, and, and she was able to run over the top of Dagoda Roxy, who is going really well, Tim. And um, she's mm. a, I think she's a bit of a player in the final when we talk about that later in the show. But... Um, she's uh, going really well for Colin Symes. And Sabon Panther did a good job to finish out the top three. Yeah, that's, of course, the Easter Cup heats last uh, last Thursday night. And, of course, the final this week. So uh, that has been the Week in Review, touching on the Mount Gambier, Broken Hill and the Easter Cup heats. And that, of course, is thanks to Fresh Pet Food Co. Look them up. Uh, all one word, freshpetfoodco.com.au. The Preview. All right, the preview this week is brought to us by, um, of course, SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. If you're on Twitter, type in at the dogs SA, all one word, and get on board. And as always, gamble responsibly. There'll be tips up there each and every meeting in South Australia. Now, um, Sean, we turn our attention to Thursday night. It's going to be a fantastic night. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be there again, yep. but um, uh, just a one day too, too early for me. Um, so 12 race program, uh, Easter feel to it. No doubt there'll be lots of activities on course and the kids can get out there and see the greyhounds. And I, I would dare say that Greyhound Racing SA would have a few little Easter eggs floating around, wouldn't they, Sean? Yeah, most definitely. The Thursday night before Good Friday is always a great night out at the uh, at the Dogs at Angle Park. And we've got the feature races on the track. But, yeah, there'll be plenty of uh, stuff for the kids and the families to get out there. And hopefully it's nice weather they can make full use of the facilities there. So it should be a, it's always a good night on the Thursday night before Easter for sure. 
All right, the Easter Cup, we'll, we'll talk about that race first, and then we'll get into the Easter match race series. So the Easter Cup, we just spoke about the heats. Uh, the final field is as such. Uh, Victor Reed drawn the red. Uh, in box two, Lashes Manelli. Three is Sabon Panther. Four is Dakota Roxy. Five is Sutton Sandy. Six is Mally Magic. Seven, Webleck Star. And number eight is Webleck Mist. And Run Like Jess is the reserve. So it's over the 595. Um, how are you thinking this race is going to unfold, Sean? Yeah, well, I'm I'm really looking at the dogs from the middle um, showing the speed, which really, I think, opens it up for Mally Magic drawing the six. So I do think he's going to be the dog to beat in the final. I think the inside dogs, Victor Reed, as we mentioned, doesn't really like an inside draw and needs to really begin. That's not necessarily his go. Lashes Manelli, uh, she's a staying type. She'll find herself to the rails and run on. Sabon Panther's got some speed, but I'm looking at Dakota Roxy and Sutton Sandy. They both come out running. So I just mm. think Mally Magic is going to get that just beautiful cart into the race. He can sit, you know, third or fourth early, but just wind up around him. And I think a lot of his his main dangers are probably on his outside from that point, which is Webleck Star uh, in particular, who was very strong in the heat last week. But I think Mally Magic will be in front of all of his challenges, and he should be too strong for the likes of Dakota Roxy and Sutton Sandy over the concluding stages. So I'm looking at it from that point of view that... He's just going to find his himself into a perfect position early and be really hard to hold out. What what did you see uh, in the race? Yeah, I'd be tipping Mally Magic. I, I don't think you can tip against him. I think he's just a, a really progressive dog. We saw him last year in the Derby. He went on in leaps and bounds from there. And I think this year is going to be a very exciting year for Mally Magic. I just I've loved what I've seen of him come back in the last two starts from a spell. So um, I think the Rasmussen's going to have some fun with him this year, Mally Magic and. I'm clearly tipping him on top because I think he's the strongest dog in the race. And I've seen him in, in race fields as well, Sean. He knows his way around inside and outside. So yeah. um, I'm not worried about box six whatsoever. I think he'll win. Um, I do think probably the danger is Webleck Star racing really well, winner of its last two. Neville Leckle's team's going better than ever right now. So I think Webleck Star's is the, the definite danger. And then I think Victor Reed's probably the, the, the dog in the race that there's so many question marks about. If, if he happens to begin... Mm. Um, and some of these in the middle don't begin, uh, he, he's some chance, Victor Reid. I'd, I'd forget about that fourth last start against his name. Uh, he copped a lot of interference in that race, and uh, just he wants to get off, so I'm just concerned what he'll do early. But if he does happen to begin and some of the others happen to miss it, he's a chance here. So I'd be saying 6-7-1, and I'd certainly be putting Lashes Manelli in a top four because I do think she's just about ready, and... She's probably one run short, but I'd be certainly making her a good bet probably in two starts time. So six, seven, one, two for me in the Easter Cup. It's going to be a fantastic race, isn't it, Sean? Oh, most definitely. At 595, um, it's a strong lineup. Uh, really looking forward to it. It's it's race six, uh, the feature race on Thursday mm. night. And, yeah, a lot of these dogs um, hopefully match up in the coming weeks and months, again, over you know over the middle and staying distances if they progress that far. But, yeah, really looking forward to it. It should be one of the highlights of the night. Yeah, so that's race six. Now, the Easter match race series is the other one of our features there. So the way this works for people who don't understand is uh, there are there are four races within one as such, really. Basically, we have four head-to-head races. So box one races box two, box three races box four, five v six, seven v eight. So in in the time frame of about a half an hour, uh, we run four different races. Now, 
Uh, the overall fastest time is the eventual winner of that race. So the markets will be up head-to-head, so you can bet on head-to-head racing. Uh, but the actual total market will be up as well, where who do you think is going to run the fastest time and be the eventual winner? So Cayman Went takes on Jack Swell. This is a really good battle because Cayman Went's got the early pace and Jack Swell, we just know he's such a professional, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a there's going to be a, a bit of a, a... The same's going to happen in each match race where I think we've got a clear leader and a clear run-home dog, which actually makes for a really interesting race turning for home because I think in all of these matches, there's only going to be, you know... They're going to almost be level, I think, turning for home, and it's just whoever outlasts the other. But I think in the first match race, Cayman Wentz got the advantage because he is a leader. He's drawn one. He's He is the fastest qualifier for this series. He's gone 30.05, which is the, the fastest mm. SA-trained um, time that a dog has run. The only dog has ever gone faster, as we know, is Aston Rupee in the match race series mm. last year in 29.95. So I think... On the law, came and went. I think he can be too speedy for Jackswell, but Tim Jackswell in feature races, Kambucha, we know what he can do, and, and he is drawn where he wants to be, just to the outside, and a good beginning from him. We'll see him nice and close. But I'm leaning towards came and went to be able to just pinch that break. Yeah, I think you're right. Came and went probably holds off Jackswell. I think Jackswell, the older he gets, the more of a sort of 595 dog he becomes rather than a 530. The uh, he's just a, He takes a while to wind up, but... Um, yeah, that should be intriguing because I think if Jack Swell can stick, you know, within a length, length and a half turning for home, he's a big yeah. danger. But I'd be saying came and went as well there, Sean. Uh, fly for Tricks and Harbour Blues. Um, I'm sort of leaning towards Harbour Blues. What are you thinking? Yeah, I am because I think Harbour Blues will lead. Again, I think there's a big advantage if you can lead in a match race series. The other dog has to go past you. And I think he is, um, Harbour, Harbour Blues is the leader here for Kieran Corby. Interestingly, this is probably this is the most even matchup because their best times at the track are thirty thirty one identical. So, um, you know, hopefully that proves to be the case right on the line. But I do think Harbour Blues can lead, and Fly for Tricks will have to come around Harbour Blues, and I just think um, he can outlast Fly for Tricks. But I do think this will be one of the closest matches for the whole series. Yeah, it looks an evenly bunched uh, two, those two, Fly for Tricks and Harbour Blues. Um, Fantastic Victor and Victor Grosso. They've had some good battles of late. Um, mm. You'd expect Fantastic Victor to hold the early lead, but Victor Grosso, he's, I think the two-dog racing certainly suits him as well. Most definitely. I, I don't think people can uh, put too much into Victor Grosso's last start where he drew eight and he just got sort of pushed wide and from there he was really was no chance and fantastic Victor won't beat him by 10 lengths clearly that's not going to happen obviously on Thursday night but Victor's going to lead you would think fantastic Victor <coughs> and show that wonderful mid-race acceleration and if Victor Grosso can stick with him I think he's a big chance but again Tim I'm leaning towards Fantastic Victor to have too much of a gap um, for Victor Grosso to close over the concluding stages. But I do think they will go very fast in this one. And, and definitely this match race is going to be one of those that I think the overall time could be uh, could be in danger there. Yeah, well, he's all-purpose takes on Victor Hayden in the last sprint. And this is a really, really intriguing battle <laughs> because he's all-purpose will lead. And uh, Victor Hayden, there were signs last start that he might be coming back to, to somewhat of his best. And I think the two-dog field suits Victor Hayden as well because he won't have to go around any other runners. Um, and he is strong and, and he can run time. I'm actually tipping him as the, probably the upset here, Sean. I think he can actually run down his all-purpose and, and run good time. Well, 
I do know that the Rasmussen's are very confident around Victor Hayden, particularly in a two-dog race, and that's that's mm. his go. Um, I think there will be the biggest gap between the runners of any of the four matches in this race because he's all-purpose is brilliant out early yeah. um, and will really open up a big advantage. And you know what? Victor Hayden will have to be on his measure. I'm leaning with you. I think Victor Hayden can claim he's all-purpose, but we'll talk to Tim Richards later in the show, but he's all-purpose. He posted a 30-33 last start, winning from box A in a field. A brilliant win and a strong performance. So I think Tim Richards has got this dog humming along. He's going really well. And he wouldn't want to get too far in front of Hayden because uh, mm. it could be game over. But I do think the last little, you know, the 50-75, Hayden will be storming home. And again, probably one of the most exciting and interesting matches for the whole series. All right. So who are you tipping to win the series, Sean? I'm tipping to win the series. I'm actually tipping that uh, um, uh, Fantastic Victor will win the overall. I think he can fly early from his draw, and I think he'll defeat Cayman Went for the overall. And well, it's a hard one. I think maybe Victor Hayden to, to run third mm. in on the overall. But I do think the leaders are going to get the advantage. But um, I, it's really interesting. This is what match racing is all about. And as you mm. know, Tim, with the... Uh, We'll have the footage. We'll have the inside the boxes. It'll be the the trainers will be in the East Star rugs. The dogs will have the dog rugs in the Easter colours. So it'll be really good. Um, from your point mm. of view, who are you tipping for the overall? Well, if I was having a bet, Sean, I'd, I'd back two of them. I'd back Victor Hayden because I think I just think every race he's been in, he's had to get around dogs, and he yep. does find a little bit of bother early, and he's quite slow. Well. That won't be the case here on Thursday night. It doesn't matter if he's a tad slow because he's got nothing else to get around except the one dog. So um, I think he's I think he's a sort of dog that can really light up the track when he's given a chance to. And I think he might light the track up on Thursday night. So I'm going to back Victor Hayden. And I'm also going to have something on Cayman Went because I think Cayman Went is one of those dogs, again, in, in a two-dog race. He's going to get the lead yep. uh, and he's going to run good time. So if I'm having a bet, I'm backing Victor Hayden at a price and I'm also having something on Cayman Went. But as far as best bets are concerned, Sean, you've been telling me yours has been going well at the last couple of shows. So what are you yep. tipping tonight or Thursday night? Okay, so Thursday night, we're going to go with race seven, number six, Don't Tell Bluey for Lauren Harris. Um, I think mm -hmm. it's really pretty much a two-dog race with Don't Tell Bluey and Teddy the Bear from the one. I just think Teddy the Bear performs a little bit better from a bit wider, um, even though he, he can begin well. But I think Don't Tell Bluey, he's been in wonderful form, a good second last start, went very fast the start before over the 5.30 for Lauren Harris. I think this dog is a real uh, up-and-comer in the SA ranks. Um, expects him to really progress um, in the future. So I do like race seven, number six, Don't Tell Blue is the best of mine. What do you like, Tim, for Thursday well, night? Well, I like Rosie Red, but I don't think we're going to get too much of a thought about it. She was disappointing last start. She copped interference, but I think box eight will suit her there on Thursday night. I think she'll ping. I think she'll get up outside. I'm gifted too early. Uh, and I think she'll run away from them, Rosie Red. So, but I don't think we're going to get too much of a price about her. So, uh, for the putters out there, I think race twelve, number eight, is a good bet. I'm also going to have something race eight, number two, Abernathy. I think we'll get a better price about him, um, and I think he is potentially the best value bet on the program at this early stage. So, race twelve, number eight, Rosie Red, thinks you'll win, and I think race eight, number two, Abernathy, will be a decent price, and we can cash in there. Uh, in race number eight. But it promises to be a fantastic night. Sean, unfortunately, as I said, I won't be there, but uh, young Lockie Stace will get his chance to call another big night, uh, the Easter Cup and, of course, the uh, the match race series.
Yeah, and no, really looking forward to it. Yeah, unfortunately, as you mentioned, you won't be there, but Lockie does will do a great job. Um, it's going to be a wonderful night. Encourage people to get out there. It's it's a Good Friday the the day after, so it's a public holiday. So a chance to get the family out there on a Thursday night. There'll be um, plenty off the track, but plenty of wonderful racing on the track. So uh, really looking forward to it. Yep, should be a great night. That's the preview that's brought to us by uh, the Dogs SA, the Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board. The Interview. Yes, well, the interview this week is um, going to be Tim Richards, who has his all-purpose in the Match Race series. Um, we're very, very fortunate to have Tim on the show with us. Welcome, Tim. Thank you very much for your time this morning. No worries. Thank, uh, thank you, Sean. No worries. Now, it'll just be me just firing the questions at you. Tim Edwards, unfortunately, just through some difficulties, um, can't fire him. But I've got some really good ones from him, so really... testing your uh, responses so nothing too severe (laughs) though so i'm sure we'll be fine but um let's talk about let's just jump into thursday night um with he's all purpose we've got him matched up in the match race series taking on uh, victor hayden and now he's all purpose has been in wonderful form for you a winner of 15 of his 33 starts but it does look like he's got that real strength about him now and highlighted by last Thursday night's run where he drew box eight and ran 30-33, which ultimately got him a time to qualify for the match race. So I suppose, first of all, the dog in himself and, and how he's been going and is he getting that bit of strength about him? We've always known he's got the speed and then we'll chat about the race itself on Thursday night. So what about the dog? How How's he been progressing? Oh, uh, look, he's only, well, he's, he was two years, two years old in um, February, so... Um, still only a young dog, but he's starting to mature. And like he's just starting to, I mean, early in the piece, um, when he started to race against the, you know, the seasoned dogs, he was starting to struggle a little bit with, the, you know, uh, just with those better dogs and better physicality, I would say. Yep. Um, but he's now starting to mature in the body size as well, um, and through the head, head as well. You know, like he's just, he's just, he's a, he's a pleasure to train. He's a really good dog. A bit of a sook, if anything. So, but um, my girlfriend, right at the start when he was a pup, just said, you know, I said, oh, he's going to be a bit, you know, he's he's a bit soft, but he's turned out he's a lot tougher than he looks. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, I mean, I'm probably being a bit unkind to him because he did take out the uh, the country cup really early in his career, um, and it sort of put the writing on the wall for what he could become. But he probably. Um, yeah, just uh, and we also know he went to the straight track championships as well in Queensland. So he's actually been really good for you, and he's he's made a lot of feature races. Just probably just looking at him, as you say, he's matured. He's looking like a real a real race dog now, and he's got that strength about him. So I mean, yeah. but he's been really yeah. good all the way through, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. We went down to Mount Gambier a few, um, you know, it might be a month ago now, and won the summer summer classic down there as well. So yeah. when he's racing against those. Uh, age group same age group dogs he's obviously excels you know and and then when he had to obviously winning the country cup yep. he had to race against those season hardened race dogs you know the the open class stuff like that he just found found it a little bit difficult and that was still when he was before he was two years old so it was uh you know it was just a, a big step for him but um and then you know like uh yeah and then obviously over the last month he's really started to mature and 
and uh, yeah, and and get better and better. But he's really hit his straps over the last three weeks. You know, obviously those three three or four starts at Angle Park now, and I've been able to keep him at the track too, which is which has been good. So that I think that helps. Okay, now. On Thursday night, he's he's into open company again, but it's only you're only co- got one other competitor, which is Victor Hayden. But Victor Hayden, we know, is a very very strong dog. I mean, my take on the race is he's all purpose will lead, um, and then yep. it's just a matter of whether he can get enough a big enough break, I suppose, from Victor Hayden, who we know will be charging yep. home. Yep. Um, what's yep. your What's yep. your take on? Him? I mean, if he can go thirty thirty, he's going to be hard to catch, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Look, if he can, if he can um, run that sort of time again, which I think, well, I mean, he improved, you know, improved from those other two starts. He went thirty thirty nine, two three starts ago, then went thirty fifty eight, and then back to thirty thirty three last week. So he's going to have to run that again, I think, to beat Victor Hayden. But um, he hasn't been run down from behind. If he can get in front, but that's in his in his his age group dogs too. Yeah. So you know, in the open class, you, you've got a lot stronger dogs, and Victor Hayden's probably one of the strongest. So he's yeah, he's going to have to be on his game on Thursday night for sure. So you reckon? So what time would you like to see him running just out in front? Um, uh, look, if he can run it around the thirty forty or yep. if, you know that high thirty thirty eight or something like that, I'd, I'd be very pleased. Don't look, and if he gets rolled, if he gets beaten. Well, then he gets beaten by a better dog, which is you know probably the case with this one, but. Um, yeah, you get in front. It's uh, you know anything can happen from behind, but obviously with no multi, only the one dog behind, it's yep. not you know, you know there's not going to be too much interference, is there? So, well, well, he probably creates as much interest in the race because he's going to have that big break because he has such wonderful speed. And a lot of your dogs, Tim, have that really high speed. We know he's on fire, holds the first split record at Angle Park, and they they can just get out of the out of the boxes can't they and it's a huge advantage in oh racing. yeah 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 and look the silly part about it when, when they were young dogs they were they didn't have great great box manners you know he's all purpose turned in the box a few times when we were at murray bridge and yeah look it just yeah but they just they seem to have found it themselves so there's no there's no secret to it i mean but but just t- perseverance i think just keep persevering and and um let them learn their trade and they, they both picked it up very very well he's on fire i think he's you know i had a, another dog called jervois brute who was probably yeah. the quickest i'd seen but this fellow here he's on fire is probably quicker than him even out of the boxes so but um he, he's all purpose is probably yeah obviously a little bit stronger as well so i think i think you know, maybe later later down the track he might get yeah. a little bit further he's all purpose but we'll wait and see as you said, that they're still so very much very young, and he's all purpose. I mean, after this series, looks to go to the the Breeders' Preludes, um, and then yep. his main target would be the uh, the Group Three um, Howard Ashton, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we've all, you know, yeah, we've sort of earmarked those. My, my girlfriend, who has um, my girlfriend Tanya's absolutely. You know, like she's done a great job with him as well. She just she pampers him and kisses, you know, gives him all the loves in the world. And she tells me every time I take him to the track, you know, mm. make sure you give him a love and all this sort of stuff. And I get a bit of cringy on it, but <laughs> anyway. But uh, I think he gets plenty of love from her. But that's where we'll target. We'll target those those few like that and and see where we can go from there. But okay, now- he's just been above above expectation. I've I've expected this from him, but always knew he had a little bit of talent. But uh, he's he's starting to blossom now. And and you have been you breed 
when you say you, you breed your own, you've got SA um, bred dogs and you've been doing it for yep. quite some time. And you have a good association with Cam Butcher um, and um, with the brood bitches and the likes of that. And you're based at Meningi as well, down near where Cam is. And I imagine they've been yeah. a, a wonderful influence in your uh, training career. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he's, they've helped me out tenfolds, obviously getting into the good line of dogs and stuff. The strange part about it with uh, He's on Fire and He's All Purpose, they were, Cameron and Yvonne gave them to me, actually, because uh, I read for them and uh, they gave, so it was rare one and get one free. So it was a bit of a bit of a setup like that. But the um, girls, their sister, their little mates have been good little girls as well. So, um, but yeah, look, they've helped me out. In, in most facets of racing and I can bounce things off of them as well with a phone call or whatever and hear their thoughts on, on a few things so yeah, that's been a big help And obviously being based at Meningi you've got to do a, a lot of kilometres as you mentioned you've been to Mount Gambier with uh, with this bloke Angle Park, um, Murray Bridge you, you get around so um, the travel, like any greyhound training, you've got to do it to go where the races are. And but um, I imagine it, it it can be it can be hard. But I mean, I suppose Meningi is a beautiful part of uh, South Australia. Oh yeah, look, I think um, and obviously Cameron and Yvonne with the with the you know the land and the space and yep. being able to work your dogs. I've got very similar sort of property and that I work on, and um, I think that's a big plus. But the, as you said, the negative is being so far from. From you're two hours from from most tracks, three hours from Mount Gambier, and you know 40 minutes from the bridge, which is is not so bad. But yeah, all the rest is a lot of travelling and vets as well. You know, like when you have to go to Two Wells or Angle Park, vet there as well. Everything's so far, so it it does uh, it does hurt. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's not uh, not good in some areas, but uh, I mean, obviously you sort of got to weigh the pros and the cons up. So. I suppose one question now, you've, you've had some good dogs uh, over the years and um, the likes of Sketchy Gun won 23 races for you. You mentioned the Jervis dogs and, and now you've got these the, the He's dogs running around and they all, yep. they in particular the Jervis dogs and He's All Purpose, He's On Fire, have that uh, amazing early speed. I mean, is there a, is there something you do different to get them out of the boxes so fast or, I mean... No, 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 I... Oh, look, I think it's got a lot to do with just the the birds and, you know, when they were young and pups, when I rear them, I mean, I just let them out in the paddocks and they run around and they, they chase birds and they chase bloody butterflies and yep. you name it. You know, and, and, and look, we don't have, you know, well, it's not, not, you know, like there's not rabbits running around or anything like that, but it's just the, I think it's just the atmosphere that they're being brought up in. Yep. You know, like just, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, just open country and you let them free run around the paddocks and around they go and they chase each other and stuff like that. They get very competitive, I've, you know, which I've really, you know, that's been a bit of a key as well. You know, you let, say, three or four of the pups out together and they, they chase each other and bang and crash into each other. And, yeah, and, and uh, so I think it's a lot to do with the rearing yep. um, from, from that perspective. And hence, you know, that's what I think Cameron and Yvonne have so much success as well, so... Okay, well, Tim, we really do appreciate your time. I know you're on your, you're probably there at Murray Bridge about to kennel your dog. So um, yep, we do yep. appreciate your time on the dog cast this morning. We no, no. we wish you the very best of luck on Thursday night with He's All Purpose in the Match Race Series. Um, we, we love having um, the trainer support these series and, and He's All Purpose is going to be, give it, be a true test for Victor Hayden to chase him down. So... We uh, yeah. we look forward to that Thursday night and also where all your dogs get to in the future. So thanks very much for yeah, your time no on the show.
No, thank you very much, Sean. All the, all the best to you, and yeah, we'll see how we go Thursday night. There we go. There was uh, Tim Richards, our special guest on the Dogcast this morning. Yeah, that's been another edition of the Dogcast, Sean. It's been a fantastic edition. Great chatting with Tim Richards, and uh, we look forward to seeing what unfolds Thursday night, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. Tim, uh, thanks for your efforts today. We'll look forward to catching you. Uh, back at the track in, in the hopefully in the in the coming week and uh, yeah wonderful show and uh, yeah really looking forward to what lies ahead uh, in racing in South Australia. Thanks, Sean.